Hello, and welcome back to any returning listeners. Anyone tuning in for the first time, thank you. I appreciate you tuning in. Uh, I hope that you've enjoyed what you've seen so far and, you know, that we continue to bring good stuff to you. Uh, If there are any, like, scenes that have stuck out to people or songs that we've gone through that anyone's really enjoyed, we'd love to know, you know, what has stood out to you or, like, any concepts we've talked about. Uh, I am on again with a good friend of mine today. Uh, Would you like to introduce yourself, you know, name or, you know, online moniker, if there's anything that you want people to, to refer to you as? Hey guys, uh, I'm I'm just Hayden. Hey, just Hayden. Welcome to the podcast. No, I'm kidding. Thank uh, you. Uh, for a little bit of background, I've known Hayden forever. Uh, he is closely related to a close friend of mine as well, and he is, you know, now that he's grown. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, Man, Hayden, I, it was just that I've known you since you were little, little. But like, we're friends. Yeah. Like now that you have your own personality and have developed your own ideas and stuff. And, you know, I think that you've grown into a great dude, genuinely. Uh, I know Thanks, we, we talk a lot of shit and everything, but, you know, like, I'm, I'm proud of the person you've become, genuinely. Thanks, man. Yeah, of course. Um, so, for those listening, I know we usually do, like, a song and then, uh, like, some media content and everything. Uh, when I was talking the idea over with Hayden, he was more comfortable with sharing, like, more media, less music and stuff. Uh, we're still going to, like, touch on the ideas of music and everything, but, you know, we're not going to harp on that since... well. Hey, you can go ahead and give, like, the explanation as to why you didn't want to, like, present a song and everything, and then we can just chat a little bit about that, if that's okay. Okay. Um, well, the main thing is, is that I really like music, Mm -hmm. and I like listening to music, Mm -hmm. but I'm not, I'm not, like, uh, super knowledgeable about, uh, a bunch of different artists and, like, you know, their craft and all that stuff. I mainly just, like, listen to music, but I'm not so much about, like, uh knowing about it if that makes sense yeah like you enjoy it but you don't go out of your way to like look further into it and like influence yeah. it and yada yada um yeah for what it's worth i still think that like your opinion on music would be equally valid like i don't think that like you have to like spend all this time to like you know craft this idea as to why you like you you could i mean heck we've said in a couple of other episodes like you can just like stuff because you like stuff and if there was something that you end up being like no actually i want to talk about that song feel free to bring that up okay okay cool um so we did talk a little bit about like music in general though like to you what makes like good musical content well uh what i was saying is that i uh mainly the music that i like the most is uh i guess just stuff that sounds good to me that i like vibe with Mm -hmm. that like uh i think i think if songs can like reach you emotionally whatever that emotion may be uh Mm -hmm. i think that i think that uh is a good thing for sure yeah um when it comes to, like, music that you enjoy, is there, like, uh, a specific emotion that you tend to lean towards? Like, you know, a lot of people will put on, like, oh, I like angry stuff if I'm at the gym, I like sad stuff if I'm in a mood, you know, like, is there anything that, like, you find yourself, like, gravitating towards, typically? Right, um, I guess it would be, like, hype, if that makes sense, like, yeah. energetic yeah. music, like, something anything that gives you, energy. you uh, something, yeah, something that gives you energy, makes you motivated, uh, I think... I think sad songs definitely have their place more like somber mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah, of course. If they do it right. So yeah, it's just stuff like that for Very sure. Cool. Well, like I said, you know, we're not going to we're not going to drill you on music since you're saying that's not something that you necessarily want to like focus on and everything. Um are you cool with like transitioning towards the media clips or is there anything like last minute about music that you want to share in general? Uh I don't think so. The, I just mainly didn't want to go over music too much just cuz I don't know too much about it and uh if you i feel like (laughs) i feel like people wouldn't be too interested in hearing a a very basic explanation on music and stuff (laughs) 
I disagree. Some people might like that. No, I'm kidding. But I, I, I understand where you're coming from with that completely. Um, to, to route it a little bit to be more towards your interests and everything, though, we did say that we would talk about, like, video games and stuff as well. Uh, right. I, you know, I have spent most of my life playing video games I've, since I, the N64. Don't judge me. I know I'm a little <laughs> older than you are. Um, but, you know. Prehistoric. I, I know, dude. Hey, N64 and PS2, actually, to me... Uh, and you know this might be be, be me dating myself uh had some of the best narrative driven games like single player stuff that like has been made you know what i mean hey, yeah man for sure i also grew up on the ps2 believe it or not ps2 was fun dude and, um yeah no the game that you said that you want to highlight was from that or wait no it was ps1 wasn't it yeah yeah it uh i think it was originally on the ps1 holy cow um that was definitely before your time though hang on for sure <laughs> No, that's cool, though. And, like, I think that, um, you know, we do still live in a very good, like, age for, like, certain types of video games and everything. I think that, like, uh, the the world of gaming has really evolved in a lot of ways. Some good, some bad. Um, do, would you agree with that? Yeah, uh, I think video games have definitely taken, um, yeah, as, a, as online multiplayer mm -hmm. playing has, like, become more of a mainstream thing. Uh, I think games have taken a have taken an approach from like single player narrative stories to more like competition yeah uh, team-based like games and yeah, stuff I agree. like that yeah and i think that that's definitely fun in its own right but you know it it, it is definitely different from your you know i mean you still get your like great games so i can't even say you don't get your ocarina of times because you know they still make legend of zeldas and stuff but like the it, it seems like those are more of a rarity and it is more of a, a competition centered thing now would you agree yeah, for sure. Uh, they they definitely still there are people that uh, focus on narrative, totally and story based games. But uh, I'd say they definitely, like you were saying, they definitely are more rare. Mm -hmm. And I think good ones uh, are harder to come by now, for sure. Yeah, no, I don't necessarily disagree. I think that you get a lot of hype like around those games nowadays, which is cool. Whereas, like, I mean, you probably did like in the early games as well, but not as much, given that like video games to to like me at least like seem to have gained more cultural relevance. Would you agree with that? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Cool. Um, well, I, I've said that to like give a little bit of background on like how we're approaching games and everything. Do you want to uh, introduce the game to the audience that you want to like talk about as one of your favorites or like something that you think has like long long-standing value? Uh, yeah. Going back to what we were talking about with the PS One and stuff, one of my favorite games and uh, an older one too for sure uh, that I wanted to talk about was Final Fantasy Seven. Yup, great game. Um, I love the Final Fantasy series in general. Uh, I think that that, like, style of game is a lot of fun. I even think that, like, Kingdom Hearts is, like, closely related to that. Though, obviously, independent in its own right. But, um, I think that Final Fantasy VII was sort of, like, a, a pinnacle of, like, certain games like that. Uh, do you want to talk to the audience a little bit about why it is that, like, you think Final Fantasy VII is so good? Yeah, for sure. Um, it was definitely a very game-breaking Mm -hmm. uh, no pun intended. Very, <laughs> yeah. very different uh, than a lot of other games, mm -hmm. and I and I'd say it's uh, pretty different from the previous Final Fantasies that came before it. Definitely. Um, uh, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Continue. Oh no, you're fine. You're fine. You can go ahead and say what you're gonna say. What makes Final Fantasy VII stand out to like uh, either the previous Final Fantasy games or other games in the like category that you would throw that in? I've only played uh, a few other Final Fantasy games. Mm -hmm. uh, I played 9 and 10, mm -hmm. so I've played 3 in total, so I can't really speak on uh, what makes 7 too different from the others, or like, yeah. but I can definitely talk about what I think makes it good. Yeah, that would uh, be what we'd like to hear. Go right ahead. Yeah. 
Well, for one, I think it has really good music. Uh, I listen. Does, I listen. Yeah. I've listened to their music literally my entire life. Yep. Just sitting on YouTube on my blown out speaker with my computer, just sitting there. Yeah. It has a really good story. Its characters are really good. I think the gameplay is uh, fun, pretty interesting, especially for its time. Yeah. Um, I also think that, like, for me personally, uh, games like Final Fantasy, which you know, that's that's almost its own category and its own. So the Final Fantasy games, like. And this is where I would also compare it to Kingdom Hearts, are only as good as, like, their antagonists. Would you agree with that? Uh, I would say the antagonists definitely do, uh, do give a major part of, like, how it feels or how good you think it would be for sure. Yeah. And to me, I mean, and anyone, this isn't really gonna be a hot take. Like, the, the, the big bad guy in Final Fantasy VII is kind of, like... The, the face of, like, video game... Well, uh, yeah, yeah, of video game villains, like, really. Would you agree? Oh, yeah. Yeah, every, everybody knows Sephiroth. And you know what they say, you can't have a can't have a hero without a villain, so... True. And Sephiroth is a great villain. The one-winged angel, dude. So fucking cool. Um, I actually, Loki, wanted a Sephiroth tattoo at one point. Fun fact. Oh, that's... Yeah, that's dope. Yeah, it, the only thing is it, it was, like, a really big piece, and, like, ah, I didn't have all the real estate mm-hmm. for that, but... No, um, I, I agree, the sound score is fantastic. Uh, I think that, in terms of, like, plot, this one is really good. Um, I don't think that it's, like... Like, they didn't, like, intentionally make it, like, in... Like, so complex that it was hard to follow, but it definitely had a lot of twists to it, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Final Fantasy VII was also definitely one of those games that you had to play on multiple discs, wasn't it? Yep, it was split across three discs, and uh, that was very fun. Yeah, that was always a good Especially feeling when you get one to the other one, and you're like, yeah. Right. That and uh, when one of them were scratched, and they oh didn't work anymore. God, and you're yeah. like, well, where do we go? Yeah, no, absolutely. And uh, and that was always a funny part of like early games and stuff, too. That, that Definitely another benefit to like modern gaming. Like You don't have to worry about your downloads skipping all like that, I guess. Oh, yeah, for um, sure. And, you know, there's still lag and there's still issues, but, you know, in general, that's not a... You don't have to worry about the discs getting scratched anymore and all that good stuff. Right. Well, um, I agree with you on Final Fantasy VII being great. Um, do you... Uh, th- have you seen Advent Children? Uh, that's the movie, right? Yeah. Yeah, I, I have seen that. I think I watched it during the beginning of quarantine, so that would be, like, two years ago. Wow. Time flies when you are trapped inside. <laughs> yeah. um, do really? you... Did you like Advent Children? Uh, yeah, I don't think it was bad. Yeah, I agree. It's harder to, uh, it's harder to make movies good that are based on games, I would say. Yeah. Or, or at least the people, or at least the people that make them, uh, probably aren't as qualified. There's probably more qualified people to make them, usually, I would say. Yeah, that's true. That's a, that's a very fair point. Um... And I also think that, like, part of the things that make, like, the games themselves really good is the fact that, like, the the player is like really in the world you know what i mean like they're like like you're playing as cloud you're you're experiencing those things and like that is a little harder to portray in film you know what i mean versus like actually being in it um for sure i would also say that uh it's harder it's harder to get something good out of that when you compress a game into movie form just because games are usually so much longer yeah that you have to cut or compress or change stuff Mm -hmm. and that's not always it doesn't always work out uh, do you think Cloud should be up there on, like, great an- great protagonists that, like, we didn't mention the other day? Oh, yeah, for sure. What makes Cloud I so didn't. Th- cool? I didn't, I didn't think, uh, just because his story and, like, his character is very, uh, is based around, um, identity, 
uh, courage, like bravery, stuff like that. Just like learning who you are. Yeah. I don't think uh, a lot of characters. Some characters do do stuff like that, but mm-hmm. I don't think it's as deep as yeah. Clouds. I, I get that, and yeah, no, Clouds definitely Cloud undergoes a lot of growth. It's really funny to to look at the like graphics of like the old game and everything now though. Oh like, yeah. Like uh, but like they told the story so well and like they didn't rely on like oh wow it looks so good. Right. You know what I mean? I I, th- I think that's actually uh a plus that and obviously the game's just old so yeah. it doesn't yeah. look super great. They're literally just polygon people. Right, right. But um but the fact that so many people love this game mm-hmm. and that it just doesn't like it it looked visually impressive for its time but now yeah. The fact that people were able to like engage with it so much, even though it looks like that, is pretty crazy. I agree. Uh, have you played the remake at all? Uh, I actually did not play the remake, but yeah. I did see uh, I did see some major like clips on YouTube just when they like popped up in the feed. Yeah, no, I checked them that. out. Um, I definitely like good. think it would be fun to like play the remake and everything, but yeah, it, it is it is going to be weird to not be the original, you know? Right. Cool. Well, I think is- the re- I think the remake did do a good job though. Yeah, no, I totally agree. In terms of like what I saw, at least I, I you know, like I said, I've only seen so much. But yeah, um, is there anything else that you want to talk about with Final Fantasy or like just video gaming in general? Um, I don't think so. Cool. Well, I could go. I could go into a deep dive for Final Fantasy for hours, but <laughs> that <laughs> well, would I take mean, you forever. Could, you can do that as much as you like, dude. We've got four really short clips for well, three really short clips and like a moderately sized clip to go through. So like. If you want to talk Final Fantasy, feel free to, uh, you know, but, like, don't don't feel like you have to either, you know what I mean? Nah, it's okay. Alright, cool. Well, we'll get you on a, another rant, then. Do you want to introduce, like, okay. the, the, the first clip that we've discussed and everything? This is, this is Star Wars related. Yeah. Okay, uh, what do you want me to talk about specifically? Um, I would say sort of just set the foundation as to what the scene that we're going to watch is, and, uh you know, why you think that... Well, we'll talk about why you think it's a good scene after. Just go ahead and set the stage as to, like, what we're going to watch. And as I've always, for the people listening along, I'll have the first... I'll have the links in order that we go through them and everything. Okay. Well, uh, this first scene, I tried to, uh, by the way, make sure that I got, like, a good variety of clips. Mm-hmm. Just yeah, so that they're all, like, that. different and unique and they're not all, like, the same thing. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. uh, but this scene is from Star Wars, like you said. It's from mm-hmm. the Rogue One movie. I think it's from... 2016 2017 yeah but uh this is this comes at the end of the movie and uh vader shows up and they they hit it pretty well that vader wasn't like really in the movie he has one scene where he like talks to uh director krennic i think Mm -hmm. his name is so he he shows up a little bit but not too much but uh nobody no i don't think anybody really expected him to show up at the end of the movie like he does yeah no uh i mean there was that foreshadowing in that conversation that you mentioned but they really didn't like lead the audience to feel like oh this is the part where darth vader shows up like to me at least like at all right cool well uh, i think you set a good setup for that is there anything else you want to say before the scene plays um i don't i don't think so once once it goes we'll probably figure it out as it goes along Totally. All right, well, for those listening along, I am going to pause the recording real quick just so that we can watch the scene, and then we'll be uh, back to chat about that in just about two minutes. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll be right back. Here we go. <laughs> and all right, we are back from the uh, pause break and everything. Uh, first off, Hade, I do love that clip. Um, I, Thanks, man. I don't know. Like, I never, like, actually dog on Star Wars or anything, but I feel like 
uh, a lot of people do, especially with, like, the modern stuff. And there are oh, definitely, yeah. like, complaints with the new, like, movies that came out and everything, and I understand that. Um, but I love this scene and think that it was probably... Definitely in Rogue One, my favorite scene. But um, do you want to, like, talk about, like, why you think that is, like, a really cool, like... You know, we talked a little bit about the music and yada yada. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, first off, I it, it was definitely cool that they were able to keep it like kind of a secret. Yeah. And that they they didn't they didn't give like any uh, mention that this would happen, and it, it pretty much comes out of left field. Yeah. But uh, I think it do, I think it does a lot to show just how much uh, to show a lot for like Darth Vader's character, and just like world building for the show and stuff. Yeah. No, I totally. If you agree. want me to further explain, uh, yeah. If you have if you have more to say on that, like, f- please do. Oh, okay. Well, uh, I think Darth Vader and Anakin Skywalker, his counterpart, are like super cool characters. Yeah. Obviously, they're not done perf- uh, perfectly, and like you said, um, Star Wars is not perfect by any means. It has yeah. a lot of problems, but the concept and and everything is super cool, even if they don't execute it to perfection. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And and just like I was saying with Final Fantasy VII, uh, most stories are only as good as, like, antagonists, and, like, Darth Vader is, you know, an right. incredible antagonist. Like, And, yeah, for sure. And uh, I think it's fair to say that a lot of people's favorite character is Anakin Skywalker, Darth mm-hmm. Vader. Um, and this scene, I think, really highlights how much anakin has like just really like been messed up and twisted yeah because you you know from the previous movies and stuff and like even like the tvs the tv shows and stuff yeah he's not he's not always like a great person yeah I would but agree with that. he's but he's all he was always like compassionate and caring and yeah. stuff and he was and he was never like super brutal to people who didn't deserve it yeah even and if it, even if his a, own justifications are you know not right yeah, yeah. But, in this, his own but mind. this is literally yeah, but this is literally like a completely 180 and I think it it's a good uh it's a good thing to show how fo- how much he's changed. Yeah. No, I can believe that. He he walks into the room all quiet and stuff. He he keeps his respirator on so that they know he's there, mm-hmm. but they don't know what it is. Yeah. And then he ignites the saber and freaks yeah. everybody out and i think it's also a good world building thing the one dude screams jedi because yeah. they don't know what he is they just know he has oh, like the fucking yeah. saber yeah so they think he's a he, they think he's a jedi but i mean everybody knows he's a sith yeah one of the, one of the bad dudes yeah so that's pretty crazy but he ignites the saber uh this scene is also really cool because the choreography i feel like a big problem with star wars and sabers mm-hmm. is that they don't go, do a good job of uh of like showing people with sabers completely deflecting and avoiding all like the shots that go at them. Yeah. When there's like a big group of people, and obviously that's a really hard thing to do. Yeah. Uh, you gotta you gotta fucking CGI all the sabers and yeah. have the have the dude move around perfectly to like actually make it look like he's blocking them. But I think in this scene they do a really good job of actually making it look like he's blocking and like seeing what's going on and mm-hmm. reacting to all of it perfectly. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And um I, I love the the lighting in it, you know, like the the red in the room since it was like pitch black after he lights his light, saber being like the only light source is really cool. Oh yeah. Uh obviously, you know, like we already said the sound score to it is really good. Um Yeah, the music is great. And like again, forgive me, I'm not super well versed on the Star Wars like story like that, but the the Rogue One story is something that if you watched them in the order that they've come out and everything, you would have kind of you wouldn't have known Vader was there, but you would have known of these events, right? Uh, what do you mean? 
like um as part of the narrative of this specific movie the rogue one story like were was the audience not familiar with the idea of like what they were there for and everything um i thought I get in the, the different movie it was referenced uh what the them getting the plans yeah yeah this this whole movie is about getting the plans yeah um, no that makes sense i was just making sure that i remembered that right more than anything Oh yeah, you're good. I was I wasn't fully paying attention for a second. I kind of no, spaced you're fine. out. You're good. Dude. So that's kind of my B. Nah, you're chilling. Okay, cool. No, um, thank you for sharing that clip, and I think that you know that is a really good like piece of media as well to like look into. Uh, obviously, the yeah. whole Star Wars universe is crazy. Uh, are, how familiar are you with the extended universe? Um, I don't know too much about it. Have I know you, some stuff. But... Have you ever seen the uh, panel of Darth Vader saying that the only thing he's surrounded by is dead men? Oh yeah, yeah. Dude, that stuff. That stuff is so great. I think. Good. Um, I think the extended stuff and like the comics go to yeah. show like just how like insane Darth Vader actually is because they can only do so much in the movies. Of course, and also, but with like the movies and stuff, you you don't want to overuse them because like you know, the the uh, air of mystery and everything definitely adds to like the impact of the scenes that he's in. You know, right. Yeah, no, but good series, good good clip. I'm glad that you chose that. That was a good one. Um, yeah, for sure. Uh, the second one is, I, I also have not screened, but I've seen uh, this scene specifically, like, just, like, via the internet and stuff. This one, I feel, was pretty popular. Oh, um, yeah, it was, a, it, was a, it was a huge meme. Yeah. If you but, ever like, saw it. But, like, the actual it. scene itself was, like, really good uh, from what I have, like, seen of it. But Yeah, um, it, was, it was super sad. Yeah, I agree. Do you want to um, talk a little bit about the show or the scene or both? Um, yeah, I can talk about the show and, and build up the scene. Yeah. So, so basically, uh, for the audience and you, have you ever seen The Boys? Like, of the course. show? Okay, well, you know, that show is more about, like, a, a realistic representation of, like, superheroes. Mm -hmm. And how they, like, interact and, like, all that stuff. This yeah. is kind of similar, but not completely. It's more of, like, a, it's a realistic representation of superheroes not to the degree that the boys is yeah but like but it, it's up there for sure yeah and uh basically the story is about um this dude mark grayson he's the son of omni-man which is basically like their version of superman mm -hmm. and he finally he fi he can't get his he doesn't get his powers until he's like 17 or 18 i don't remember mm -hmm. and uh and he finally gets him, and he's training with his dad and, like, just trying to figure out how to use his powers because he wants to be a superhero. Yeah. And as the story goes on, is, is it okay if I, like, spoil totally. this? Um, does it not? I, I would say to anyone who hasn't seen this show, and if you're interested in avoiding any kind of spoilers, tune us out for the next minute or so, and then, you know, tune back in. But I, I, I don't think that people will hold against you that you want to talk about the events leading up to the clip and everything. Okay, uh, well, I'll keep it as vague as I can, but yeah. as as the story goes on, and, he, and Mark's, like, going on adventures and, like, doing stuff. Yeah. And meeting other characters. You you realize, and the, the story shows you that there's something not quite right with mm -hmm. Omni-Man. <laughs> yeah. And uh, at the end of the story, Mark ha is forced to fight his dad because his dad is is gonna not do good stuff to the planet yeah that makes sense and mark is not a match for this dude like this, at all this is this is pro league versus rec league fights oh yeah this is like g league basketball going up against 
the all-star <laughs> like Olympics basketball team, the dream team. Like it's just not going well. Yeah, I get that. Um, before, and before you continue, oh, could Omni Man beat Homelander? That I definitely I would say honestly. Wow, that's crazy. I don't okay. know if it's even close. Wow. Okay. Good to know. Um, I'm, I'm sorry though. I cut you off on a thought. Do you do you remember what it was? Oh yeah, you're fine. Um, but I was just saying that this is like the f- this is like the finality of their fight. Yeah. Um, and uh, that's yeah. Just go from there. What were okay. you gonna say? Uh, nothing. I was gonna just say that you know that makes sense. Is like good contextualizing information and everything. Um. Uh, I think that we're at a point where we can play the clip and everything. Is there anything else last minute that you want to, like, share that you want the audience to take away from this? Or, like, something that you think if they put emphasis on would be particularly impactful about it? Um, no, I think just watching it as it is is cool, and then I'll just go into it after. Okay, cool. Well, we are going to continue with the clips and everything, but I am going to go ahead and pause it here so that, you know, we can go ahead and do that and not leave you in the awkward silence. Um, As always, you know, clips in the description. Uh, This will be the second one. So, uh, you know, without further ado, pausing the recording. Okay, and we are back from that scene as well. Um, So, yeah, no, uh, the Invincible, or Invincible, I'm forgetting the name of the show, holy cow. Uh, it's just it's just yeah. invincible okay you're okay good. it having verse invincible in there threw me off i was like wait hang on no yeah, you're uh, good bro it's a very cool concept and everything and like i like the exploration of like the dark side of heroes and everything in uh like popular media and stuff you bringing up the boys is a really good like example of that as well um i think that you know obviously very different universes and everything but uh right. the boys in this like touch on similar themes like that uh, do you want to talk more about the scene in terms of, like, what, like, made you think that was a particularly good one and everything? Uh, sure. It's very emotional, and I mm-hmm. think it does a lot, um, for Omni-Man's character. Mm-hmm. Throughout, uh, throughout the fight, I'll try to make sure it's, uh, not spoily. Uh, I'll do my best. Now that, now that we've gotten to the clip and everything, uh, eh, nah, nah, d- do try to avoid spoilers still, but you're, you're Okay. Fine. Well, throughout the fight, mm-hmm. uh... Omni-Man is trying to convince uh, Mark Invincible, the dude mm-hmm. that got clobbered. Yeah. He's trying to he's trying to convince him to join him. Mm-hmm. And he's like, the entire time, he's just like, giving off reasons for why Mark shouldn't be like, helping these people. And that like, there's no point. Mm-hmm. And it almost sounds like Omni-Man's trying to convince himself. Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't seem like he, he do, it doesn't seem like he's fully like, Convinced of his own ideals? He, yeah. He, he seems pretty conflicted. And uh, in the final breaking point is when he is he when he realizes how much he's messed up his son. Dude's got, like, the split chin. Yeah. He's bleeding everywhere. He can barely yeah. move. It's crazy. Yeah, and that is and, a, uh, a fair description of, like, not being of the same level. Yeah, it, it really shows how, like, big of a difference there is between them. And he's just like, and in that scene, he's just like screaming at him, like, why did you make me do this? And he's like, giving off all of his reasons again. And uh, in that scene, it doesn't show it there, but uh, it shows this scene of like him watching his son play baseball Mm -hmm. when he's a kid. Mm -hmm. And like uh, showing him that there is like a little bit, even though he doesn't like say it, there's still a little bit of like compassion, like good in him. Yeah. 
and it transitions from his happy little kid face to like his super jacked up like face. Mm-hmm. And he's and he's just staring at him. He's like, "Dude, I messed up." And he just ends up he just ends up flying away without any words. Yeah. No, I definitely think that that's a really good point. Uh, hey Evan, give me one sec. I'm currently <laughs> filming the podcast with Hayden. Do you want to hop in on this one or? Okay, never mind. Uh, we'll go ahead and but, cut that part out. Okay, but but yeah, it's just uh, he's he's super super pissed. Wants his son to join him, and he's like talking about how he'll have nothing left. And then he's and then he's just sitting there with like a all bloody, can barely move, and he's like, "I'd still have you, dude." Yeah. And he's um, just like, "Bruh." Do you want to like go into like what you think he means by that? Um, I think. What he what he means, like uh, with the I'd still have you. Like, is he saying like the importance of like Omni Man to him? Yeah, uh, I think he's saying like even though even though they're like fighting and like he's like clearly destroying this dude. Mm-hmm. He he still loves him and yeah. he still sees him as his dad. Yeah, and it's just like. I don't know. They had they had a whole argument, and he was talking about how he would like ne- he would never do like what he wanted him to do. Mm-hmm. But he he still like still loves him. Yeah, that's interesting, and I think that that's something that is you know only afforded to someone like Invincible in that scenario. But definitely a a, a good scene to have shared and everything. I I do I do intend to watch that eventually and like the rest of it eventually and get caught up. But good show though. Yeah, for sure. Uh, it's a anything, great show, you gotta watch it. <laughs> anything else you want to share, either on that clip or on Invincible in general? Um. Hmm. Let me think for a second. Yeah, you're good. Uh, and if, like, something doesn't come right now and later on you are like, actually, let me address that. Feel free to. That's fine. Right. Cool. Yeah, I think, I think it's just a really good scene for Omni-Man's character just showing, like, the conflict and... Yeah. Even though he's doing all this messed up stuff. I guess it's kind of similar to Anakin in a way, but yeah. not but not completely. Uh, you know who he reminded me of in that scene, and especially the way that you described him as, like, still showing some signs of compassion, but, like, it being buried in there kind of thing, is uh, right. the boss from Mob Psycho. Uh, like, the, the final guy that Mob fights in Season 2. Um, oh, cause, yeah. Because, like, you know quest for power you know like some of the most like powerful in the universe if not the in the example of invincible um you know uh but like there's still the flashback to when uh the the boss was trying to get uh that drawn out of him by his wife by adopting the cat and talking about the importance of like showing compassion and gentleness and things like that yeah for sure that's a that's a good parallel. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, I, I try to offer at least decent insight. I mean, heck, you brought good stuff to the table. <laughs> I might as well do something. Right. Thanks, man. <laughs> yeah, of but course. Yeah, I, but yeah, I guess I guess to summarize, it's just it's a great scene for uh, emotion, just showing the character of both people, and uh, yeah. Cool. Well, if anything else comes up of that scene that you want to revisit, or if something at the end, you know, we, we want to tie this together somehow, they're more than welcome to try to do something like that. Cool? Yeah, for sure. And on the next clip, I knew this would come up eventually, and I'm glad that this is the the person who decided to bring this one up because this is a classic to me, at least. Um, do you want to talk a little bit about? You know, we're 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 switching to to anime type stuff. This is going to be Naruto related. 
Uh, do you want to talk about the fight that's going on? I I feel like at this point you can say anything. This is not spoiling at like really anything. <laughs> okay. Well, this is the good old bull cut warrior Brock Lee. <laughs> and uh, this fight is the ultimate ultimate symbolism for talent versus hard work. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else? Uh, what do you want me to talk about? Just the fight itself? Yeah, I guess, like, before we get started, like, who are the... You, you, you told us who Lee is. Who is Gara? Okay, well, uh, Gara is a shinobi from the sand... Uh, village hidden in the sand. Mm-hmm. And, like Naruto, he has a demon trapped inside of him, even mm-hmm. though it's, like, garbage compared <laughs> to Naruto's. Oh, Kurama's just the goat, dude. Come on. Yeah, but uh, Gara is insane yeah he's got he's got something going on he's pretty freaky yeah and then and then you got rock lee who's just this very straightforward oofy dude Mm -hmm. and they're just they're just bringing it on in the ring yeah uh i think that sets the table really well for that part of the the video um i would also point did prior to this gara had never been like struck right like at least oh yeah there the big thing that his brother was gloating on and on about was that uh gara's never been damaged before yeah and rock lee's just like doing his thing oh well actually you know what <laughs> maybe you should say that for after the clip yeah yeah yeah, yeah. uh <laughs> is there is there anything else you want to say about that before we get into this then uh i think it's Nah, i'll talk about it i'll talk about it after we cool after all right friends through. Taking our third pause real quick, just to go watch Rock Lee vs. Gara. As always, the clip will be in the description and everything. Uh, not watching the full thing, it's just a, a summary of it and some of the beginning to it. But we'll get started on that now, pausing in just a sec. Welcome back again, everyone. Uh, okay, so hopefully everyone got to see, or at least has prior seen, the Rock Lee vs. Gara fight. Uh, if not, uh, th- this is actually something that we chatted about before when we were going through like clips that we wanted to show. Uh, for, like, people who really, like, got through all of, like, OG Naruto as well as Shippuden, or even just OG Naruto, for me, it really popped off at the Zabuza Haku fight, but this is where it's like, oh, no, like, one, like, the, the character depth is incredible because it's not just the main couple of people, uh, the, the themes that it's gonna touch on are gonna be fantastic, you know, like you mentioned, the hard work versus, like, gifted and talent kind of thing, uh, yeah, no, I, I think that this sort of showed staying power, so, uh, do you agree that, like, the Haku-Zabuza fight was also, like, up there, though obviously, you know, Lee vs. Gar is, like, where it's at? Yeah, for sure. Uh, Zabuza's, the encounter with Zabuza definitely has, like, their, um, their own great qualities and stuff, but yeah. this is just, like, pure, like, shonen just hype. Yeah, I totally agree. This is peak shonen type stuff. Yeah. Um, I, I do think that it's sort of an easy one to point to, just because, like, you know, we only watched a short clip, but, like, the full fight... Um, oh. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself. Uh, what uh, are, like, some of your favorite parts of that scene and the fight itself? Um, I don't know. There's there's a, there's a lot to talk about with that. Uh, the chor- just, the, just the choreography yeah. is super cool. Uh, I think that's the first fight they've ever done where it's, like, 3D rotating, like, but there's mm-hmm. still... It's all, like, image. I yeah. mean, not all image. It's still like all drawn, and it looks really good, except mm-hmm. except for the hands in the background. Those <laughs> don't, those don't look good. I, I feel everything... like that's a super minor minor detail, though. It, it's to, it's like, an like, old it's an older show, so true, it's true. it's fine. And that it, 
they use CGI to save money and all that. That's perfect. Yeah. Fun. Oh yeah. Doesn't Especially really on something that's not impactful to like the actual fight itself. Right. It's just it's just a pair of hands in the background. Literally. Uh, I also uh, think. Go ahead. Oh, no, you're fine. You can go ahead and say what you're going to say. Uh, I also think some of the highlights for me, especially in, that you can highlight in that clip without going into the rest of the fight even, uh, the fear in Gara's face, like, is is crazy to me. Oh, yeah, the, the expressions and how they move around and when he he looks skittish when uh, Rock Lee takes off the weights and he's just zipping around trying to find him, but he can't. Yeah. And but, like yeah... Oh, sorry, what? No, you're good. I was going to say, and, like, we've known him as, like, the ultimate defense, but that's the first time that, like, you know, how, how right. impenetrable is that defense, Gara? Right, yeah, great great scenes. Uh, when when Lee's getting thrown around, that's pretty crazy. Yeah. The, like, the sand's just coming after him, and he's just rolling away. Yeah. Uh, him taking off the weights is the most hype moment <laughs> Probably an anime. I think I think when you ask a lot of people, like, what's the craziest thing you've ever seen? And, and obviously, like, not everybody's seen a ton of anime, but yeah, I yeah, think yeah. a lot of people, and when I, sometimes, a lot of the time when I ask them, they go to the, they go to the Gara. I'm in Lee, just him dropping off the weights and stuff. Yeah. No, I, I think that, like, as, as can be said with anything, uh, you know, Naruto certainly has, like, aspects that are not, like, the, the highest quality of everything, but, like, that moment has it all, you know? Right, yeah. And the and the other great moment, uh, if we're not talking about all of them, but just immediately that you see in the clip, is just him flying in from above and kicking Gara right in the side yeah. of the face. Yeah, bro. And, 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 bro and bro is shook. Yeah. Yeah, no, he He's was like, like, that okay. hurt. That hurt. Wait, <laughs> what? Not feeling too good. Yeah, no, and, like, to, to go into, like, the rest of the fight and everything, like, that's not even, like, the the highest peak of either of their abilities there, you know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Uh, I will say one thing that did bug me about the tuning exams. I don't like that Sasuke immediately gained that taijutsu, bro. Like, I, I know that he trained with Kakashi and everything, but, like, come on, bro, let Lee have that. Oh, the finals? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, um, the, the writer, the writer's whole point of Lee was just, like, your hard work... Even, you know, even if you're not gifted and you don't, you don't got a lot going on for you, if you just work hard, you know, you'll go pretty far. Yeah. Or you'll go, you'll go way farther than, like, you think you would. Yeah. And, uh, I think, I think he definitely dropped the ball a little bit with, uh, with Sasuke and him just copying his stuff. Now, he's, uh, Sasuke still had to work for oh, it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously. I'm not trying to take away but, from that. But, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, mm -hmm. but I think, I think Sasuke only worked with Kakashi like a month like, i thought it was like a day May maybe i thought it was like maybe like at least a few weeks it might have been and i could be misremembering it's been a long time and and he learns the chidori mm -hmm. super crazy taijutsu that he copied from lee mm -hmm. and and just insane speed and i don't and i think he's only slightly slower than lee yeah no and he like and he like does that all in a super short period of time and uh Obviously, that kind of takes away from Lee's whole message, which kind of sucks, <laughs> but uh, that's just how it is. No, I mean, I, I think that's, a, like, a good faith criticism, though. I think that, um, it, yeah, no, Lee in general, like, you know, we, we can discuss this if you'd like, but I, I think that Lee uh, had a lot more potential for, like, uh, like long-term implications and, like, could have been more involved in story, but, it, you know, I, you still get bits of him in a really good way, but, like, I think he could have been more prominent. Is that fair? Oh yeah, he totally could have. Uh, after this, 
Lee sort of becomes a shell of his yeah. former self. Uh, I think he could have been a great character uh, throughout the entirety of Naruto. Uh, yeah. I think he was heavily underused, and I don't know if that was just like uh, his ed- the writers editors just being like, "Hey, you got to focus on some other stuff." Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but I don't know, man. Like a lot, a lot of people just love Lee, and yeah. I just they kind of did him dirty, bro. <laughs> no, I agree. <laughs> I think that I think that like, don't get me wrong. Like again, I loved the moments that he did get. Uh, 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 the Kimimaro fight's a perfect example. Uh, like when he and Gara fight together uh really fucking cool um yeah and and i think that like that shows a lot of character growth for both of them and you know lee's involvement in general in that fight uh the the drunken fist is an incredible like you know fighting like style like the the movements and the flow in that fight as well are really cool yeah that fight is a gem for sure i agree and Uh, i have a i have a question yeah go for it do you think um does it really matter if i spoil anything is this naruto related Yes. No, no, you're good. Gloves are Okay, well, you know how, you know how Lee gets banged up and they're like, you'll never be a shinobi again. Yeah. Uh, do you think that was like a good, do you think that was like a good message where it's like, hey, if you, if you push somebody, even if they really want to do like what they're saying they want to do, but they're like not talented quotation marks. Yeah. And you push them too far, like, and it ends up, like, ruining them. Yeah. Like, how Rock Lee was like, you'll never be a shinobi again. Do you think that's, like, a fair point? Or do you think that was kind of, like, strange? Um, that's a very good question. Uh, let me sip my water and think about that for a sec. Yeah, for sure. Because um, I, I, think, I think about that from time to time, and I don't really know, Yeah. to be entirely honest. I think that if that was the intent with it, then, um, you know, that's a salient criticism of, like, because, yeah, I mean, you can, you know, do too much too fast. And, like, uh, I think that they do a good job of, like, you know, even the primary Lotus at the beginning of the fight was, like, a forbidden jutsu, wasn't it? Yeah, he's not yeah, he's not supposed to use it unless he, like, needs to. Yeah. And then to show him opening the gates and everything, like, you know. Right. It, it definitely shows that, I, I don't think that, the, for me at least, the takeaway is that, like, you shouldn't do those things or you don't have those things with talent and everything. So much as, uh, you know, it is possible to exhaust yourself and, like, like make it so that, like, the consequences outweigh something like that. The the work that you've put in in that regard. You know what I mean? Right. Because I always think about how, like, Lee is this, like, character of, like, his whole message is hard work. And uh, I don't know if it's supposed to be inspiring to people that read the story to be like, hey, bro, just be like Rock Lee and just fucking <laughs> work super hard and you'll be fine. Because, yeah, like, yeah. he gives you all that. And then Lee gets totally wrecked. Yeah. And then, and I mean, he comes back. Yeah. But not, but for like one fight, and then, but he doesn't really come back after that. Mm-hmm. And it's, and I don't know if that's like a good message to give people, but I also don't know if that's like an unrealistic message either. No, I if think that, that makes sense. No, I think that there's definitely like validity in that, like being what you have taken out from it, if nothing else. I mean, that's definitely like an accurate representation of what did happen and everything. Um, right. Cause, I, go ahead. Oh, because you, cause you want to inspire people, obviously. Like, that's a that's yeah. a great thing to do, to do what they want to do. Mm-hmm. But also giving them the message that, hey, like, if you're really just, like, if the cards really just aren't lined up for you and you continue to doing, like, what you do, like, it might, like, mess you up. Like, maybe not physically, like, leading, yeah, but yeah, maybe yeah. in, like, some other aspect. Maybe, like, uh, like financial 
state mm-hmm. or uh, their yeah. job or, you know, whatever. So I, I don't know. I just wanted to see what you thought about that. Yeah, that's definitely a really good question. Um, I think that that is definitely one way to take what occurred and everything. Uh, and, like, given that, like, that is, you know, just a description of the events, then, yeah, that is not necessarily the message that I would want to, like, have, like, be inspired in an audience based off of that. Though I don't think that, like, it's not without its own, like, valid, like, place in, like, the media in that, you know, it, it if you do overextend, you know, you can, like, completely backslide like that, you know? Right. But, yeah, no, I think that that also does come down to, like, because if Lee, like, battles back and is like, no, fuck you, I'm gonna be a shinobi, I'm gonna be the best shinobi, like, that would have been really cool, you know what I mean? Right, yeah, and, uh... That that's the other thing too that relates to like Lee like mm-hmm. not getting his redemption arc because it totally could have been that way, but yeah. it just it just didn't. Yeah, no, I agree. So it's just it, it's so it's just like a weird like gray area that I think about from time to time. Yeah, and it's like it's like the story's telling you to work hard, but then it also kind of tells you to like not if you're just like if it's not there like, for you, if, right? Yeah, and I thought and it's like I don't know I think I think it's cool to like talk about that. Yeah. No, I, I think that it's really important to, like, analyze multiple, like, aspects of it, and I think that that's definitely one of the, like, big uh, themes with Lee, at least. Uh, yeah, no, I, I think that that's a, a salient criticism. I would say right. that it does definitely portray that message, yeah. Um, and, I guess a better way to... Oh, sorry, I'll, I'll say what I was going to say after. And at the end of the day, like, I, I do think that uh, Lee's... Uh, a bit of an Icarus, like, flew too close to the sun kind of thing. Um, And, like, I I don't think that that's to say that, like, there will always inherently be these barriers if you don't have that natural, like, ability and everything. Uh, So much as, uh, like, you know, make sure that you understand the implications of your actions when it comes to doing that level of overextension. For example, uh... I'm not gonna... This actually is a late, late fight, and so I'm gonna avoid spoiling this, but, uh... The other, like, gate user, um... Being able to, like, go toe-to-toe with just about anybody, you know what I mean? Yeah. I think, uh, is, like, the, the... The pinnacle of what Lee could have become with that, you know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. So, whereas the characters don't necessarily remain the same, I think that that point later becomes, like, like, look what the the peak of human potential can be, you know? Yeah. Uh, but what were you gonna say? Um, oh, okay. I guess what I was gonna say is that a better way to summarize it is mm-hmm. uh, the question, I guess, would be, like, do you, do you think that uh, the show mishandled, like, Lee's character and, like, the message that it wanted to portray? Or do you think, like, that was, like, an intentional thing and, like, it was just supposed to be that way? I don't think it was necessarily intent to be that way. I think that the larger narrative of Naruto, like, became uh, dramatically different, especially in Shippuden. Um, I think that... Sure. I think that, uh, much the same as Lee, the story may have done too much, you know what I mean, in that regard? Yeah. So, and, like, that's that's not to take away from, like, the actual show itself, because, you know, Naruto and Shippuden are, like, gems, they're incredible shows. But, like, right. uh, you know, you, if you're in the middle of the pain arc, you don't want to necessarily derail it for, 
the sake of like, oh, but this is what Lee is up to. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Not that they couldn't have done that, because, you know, like, if Lee had also been involved in the pain arc in, like, a meaningful way, that would have been really cool as well. But, you know. Right. Yeah, because uh, that's, like, that's, like, a big uh, criticism of the show mm-hmm. from a lot of people that I see is that uh, it doesn't it doesn't stick with the message it starts with. Yeah, I, with, I agree with that. Like hard with like hard work and like you can you can change like how things are. Yeah. If you if you just work hard and try at it. Yeah, no, because there's a lot of like plot armor and destiny and fate and like God. Right, and and, and that's just and that's just like show. Yeah, yeah, but... yeah, yeah. No, and I think that that's something that like other shows will build upon in the in the anime futures. You know what I mean? Uh, I right. think that. Uh, they do really good jobs of um, trying to build upon, like, the foundations that other shows have built, and I think that that is something that should definitely be explored with, like, future content. Does that make sense? Yeah, for sure. Because especially, like, I I mean, I'm not saying that the author didn't intend that, but, you know, if the author was like, oh, shit, I just didn't include all that about Lee, then, like, (laughs) you know, then, like, make that. You know what I mean? Right, yeah, for sure. But obviously, in a in a different story, in a different context, all that good stuff. Yeah, but to uh, but to move back to the fight real quick, if you yeah. want to yeah, yeah, talk yeah. about anything else uh, related to what we were talking about, that's fine. But I, I thought uh, just like I don't know, this fight was just really great for uh, for action, obviously, and to entertaining oh, yeah. people. But uh, yeah. it's just really good for the characters. It does a lot for Lee, and it also does a lot for Gara. Yeah, surprisingly, more than you would think. Yeah, no, I I think that Gara's like character was definitely molded by like Lee and and, and I mean the Sasuke fight as well because there's the whole my blood scene, but like, <laughs> but yeah, that's that's a different that's a different part. But um, I think that uh, you know, if if Gara doesn't get his ass beat right there, he doesn't ever realize like you know like oh wow like there's value in like these other like fighting styles, these other shinobi, these other people, you know? Right. Uh. I think that that's also a big part of the reason that he, like, snuck in to kill Lee after everything, you know what I mean? I, yeah. I, I think that he's like, nah, like, someone that hurt me can't, like, be, you know? That, and I th- and I think he, he kind of realized that Lee's mindset was, Would like... Would lead him to surpass him? It was was right, or it was at least the better choice than what Gara was doing, because he was just like, I cannot have, like, this living... Yeah. This living, like, uh... I don't know, antithesis of me just like exist like fuck this dude yep and that's why i think the him and naruto fight was also really fucking good oh yeah for sure because naruto does sort of embody like obviously not the exact same person as lee because he does have a lot of like plot armor and a lot of abilities and stuff that lee doesn't have but like naruto i would say himself does sort of continue yeah i would say he sort of thematically continues the idea of like lee's you know drive yeah, uh, I think Naruto is a good combination, it, not entirely, but like a major yeah. part, uh, and this is intentional too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a, he's a great combination of uh, Lee's ideals, but also kind of Gara's and like his mindset. Because And the show makes us very intentional that uh, Naruto could have very well ended up like Gara if mm-hmm. he hadn't had people around him to like stray him from that path. Yeah. By that you mean Aruka sensei and uh, the ramen <laughs> yeah. guy? Yeah, the dude that constantly screams at him, and Man. the guy that that keeps him alive. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. But uh, but yeah, his Kakashi and all them, and he was like, "Damn, bro, I really could have been like this guy, but you know, I didn't, I didn't 
get bad cards. Yeah, pretty much. Um, I would also say, in terms of, like, character fumbles, uh, I think that the way that Haruzen did Naruto was really fucked. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, obviously, like, things were gonna have to be hard for Naruto no matter what, but, like, hey, man, just give me give me a little bit, you know? The He really could have just made a Shadow Clone to just, like, hang out with Naruto and make sure he was, like, doing okay, but he was yeah. like, nah, bro, I really gotta do this paperwork and, like, R- nothing right, else. Right, right, right. Check in on Naruto every, like, four months and give him some stale milk, and he's like, yeah. Yeah. Here's your good. check, I'm not your dad, goodbye. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He, uh, got, he got screwed pretty hard. Yeah, uh, but, uh, you know, that also is, like, a big part of, like, what makes Naruto as good as he is. Excuse me. Uh, like, as good as he is, um, is, like, how many flashbacks to the swing did we have, bro, where he's like, I was alone. Oh, my God. Literally every... I don't know, every arc, <laughs> at least, like, three times. <laughs> but, you know, that's important to his character. I mean, at a certain point, like, oh, he's yeah. in the swing. But, like, we know. For sure, for sure. Good show, though. Definitely, to anyone who is unfamiliar with Naruto, recommend it highly. Um, maybe maybe I would start with something shorter, but, you know, Naruto on the whole is, like, yeah. one of the best long-form anime I've ever seen. Well, if you avoid the 50% of the show that's filler... Man, hey, the filler... Might not be so long. ...has meaning, too, because Kakashi washing his hands is still <laughs> one of the craziest scenes in that show. My favorite episode where Ten Ten barely beat a clone of herself. Oh, my God. The hey, best filler. They all struggled filler? with their clones. Thank you. Man. Um, I'm not... I'm not in defense of 1010 but you know uh i think that um in terms of like that specific fight happened in a filler episode but like i think that that uh like sequence of events was still like canon does that make sense yeah um i also think that i'm really excited at some point someone's gonna have to do shikamaru and hidan and that's 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 a really good one too oh yeah that is that is a goaded fight yeah the 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 final line when when Hidan and Shikamaru are talking is is really good. It shit goes hard. Yeah, there are a lot of good fights in that show. Oh yeah, and the only a, only a few that I yeah only a few that I I don't really like. Do you have a least favorite? Least favorite fight? Yeah, bro. Hmm. Least favorite fight. Or like one that you're like ah this was that ah, wasn't great. I'm trying to think, because there is a lot of stuff in that show. Here, I'll, I'll give you one that I think isn't... But at least... Oh, here. Uh, I think the least... You can go on with yours after. But I, I think the least favorite fight that's, like, a big thing that happened uh-huh. was Sakura versus uh, the puppet Sasori? guy. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't like that fight too much. Yeah, it was okay. Um, I think that, like, uh, Sasori defeating who he did only to lose how he did was really frustrating. But yeah. I also think that it was also not... Like, like he kind of allowed it. You know what I mean? He yeah, he didn't like he didn't try to avoid. Uh, yeah, the final what? Punch, yeah, exactly. Whatever the attack was, it wasn't like it wasn't like a bad fight. No, um, it was, it was interesting. Still, but yeah, yeah, it I, was I, I an, it was interesting with the puppets and like Lady Chio like, like moving Chio Sakura there, around to yeah. help her out. It's just it wasn't like I don't know. It also, just didn't feel Sasori like the same out, like a thousand puppets and then being like, but like five of them are good. Right. Uh, Lady Chio brings out, like, ten, and they destroy them all, even though Sasori's, like, the puppet master of the sand or whatever. Yeah, literally. Um, I guess that just also goes to show how much of a G Lady Chio is, so. 
Oh, yeah, no, Lady Chio was crazy. Bro, uh, underrated her moment. You remember when she almost bodied Kakashi? Are you, when they were in the room, and yep, she was and she like, was like she was, I know you. Like, you look like a white flash. Yep, and was like, about to fucking murder him, dude. She was like, bro, I don't know who you're talking about, but yeah. you need to chill. Literally, literally. She almost ruined that guy. She said, I'm about yeah, to end this crazy. whole career, and then... Man. Yeah. No, yeah, uh, it is a goaded moment, for sure. I agree. But no, um, for me... Uh, Maybe this is maybe this is character bias now that I'm thinking about it, but I really didn't care for any of the Datara fights. Yeah, um, I think the Datara versus uh, Sasuke, I almost said Sakura. Man, the Datara versus Sasuke fight is good, but yeah. I wasn't. But Datara's character himself isn't yeah. like isn't like uh, I don't know in a, in amazingly like interesting thing. Yeah, I and guess I, you would say. And I think that like. Uh, well, the beautiful thing about the Akatsuki is the, like, complexity and depth of their characters. But, yeah. like, I feel like he and Hidan don't really get as much with it. And that's that's okay as well. Just because, like, I think that that's part of, like, the main focus of their characters is that, like, you know, they're just, like, insane. Right. You can't, can't get every, can't give everybody the spotlight. Yeah, absolutely. But they're both really good fights and all of that. Uh... But yeah, they fill their roles for sure. Yeah, and the way that like the Data Sasuke fight ended, and eh, um, Gara was al also grew to be one of my favorite characters. So maybe the him and Data thing is again biased, but you know. Right. The uh, one I think. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. What? No, no, no. You're oh, good. It's, I think... it's still on Data. Oh, okay. I'll remember. Uh, I think the end of the Data Sasuke fight is definitely cool. It was mm -hmm. it was pretty wacky, but I think yeah. it was definitely like a cool way to end a fight. Oh yeah, it was... yeah, yeah. It's it's the it's the fallout of it and how the winning party got away that I'm like, all right, right. I get that. Did I have to jump through a couple of hoops, but yeah. But I will say um, the one super uh, caveat to the Datara fights just not being for me is Datara versus Itachi. But I think that that is because Itachi is like S plus tier character. Like you mean like you didn't like the flashback? Uh, no, no, I did like the Itachi Datara thing. Oh, you're saying you're saying you like that more than than uh, like the other Datara moments. Oh, okay, gotcha. But I but I think it might just be because Itachi. You know what I mean? Yeah, Itachi usually steals whatever scene he's in. So yeah, um, can, can we agree on one thing though? Uh, people who people who think that Itachi would have made the difference against Madara are nuts, bro. Yeah, I don't know, man. Like, I love Itachi, but, like, Madara is c built different. Because Madara has the, the Renegon abilities, right? Yeah. He has the Renegon. Yeah. So, I mean, like, his, uh, his Genjutsu, I think, I think since Madara is just so much stronger, I don't know if it would really work on him. I, I think uh, that, like, even if it did, it would be momentary at longest. Yeah, the um, the Madarasu doesn't even matter if we're talking about Edo Madara. If yeah. it's real Madara, he could just shove it off of him with the Edo Tensei. That's I mean, not the Edo ridiculous. Tensei, like the yeah his Shino force tensei, push, right? whatever thing. Yeah, uh, and it's just like Madara is just a a fucking brute, dude. Yeah. Like Itachi's not keeping up with him physically, even no. though he is impressive. Yeah, and yeah. the other thing too is, I'm pretty sure that Itachi has a stamina issue. So sure. even like he's got to he's got to do it quick, or he's gonna get folded like an omelet, bro. <laughs> Literally though, uh, no, I, time. I I think that Itachi would slow him down a bit. Like I don't think he would just like walk up on him and like that's the end of the fight. But I I don't think right. that 
Uh, it, it, like you said as well, if the Battle of Attrition, Madara smokes them. If it's if it's Taijutsu, Madara smokes them. If it's Susanoo abilities, you know, like like come on. But you know, that's that's not to say that Itachi couldn't have like grown into a character like that because you never know healthy. You know, if he knew he was fighting Madara, all these caveats that you could throw in. But like, right. if they fought ten times, Madara smokes him nine point eight, and then that point eight is like. That was a tough fight, you know what I mean? Oh yeah, the the only thing I can think of that would work, and it I don't even know if it would because I don't know how it works. Yeah. But the but the thing that Itachi used on uh, Ka Kabuto. Yeah, he's a Nami. Yeah, because I mean, yeah, because Madara is like not a good dude, so it'd yeah, probably yeah, work yeah. on him. Or he well, I don't know, because that's not even that's not even like an easy thing to answer, because Madara thinks he's doing the right thing. Yeah, that's true. But. But he's also like a bad dude. Oh yeah, yeah. Objectively, yes, a hundred percent. So I, so I wonder if the the Izanagi would even like work on him. Yeah, because like because he because he thinks he's Kabuto, doing the right Kabuto thing. Because at least like knew he, he knew he, was, he, like, he was a piece of garbage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like that was kind of his. Actually, you know what, Kabuto, really cool character development. Uh, like like the the being caught in Izanagi and having to like come to terms with his own like backstory and shit was really cool to me. Yeah, he, they definitely did more with his character than what I thought they would. Yeah, I agree. And uh, like you said, I think they did a good job. Sure. I also never thought Kabuto would, like, amount to anything after, like, the, uh, uh, Sanin fight. Like, when he was just Orochimaru's arms, and I was like, oh, so he's just right. gonna be Orochimaru's arms forever, I, got it. I thought he, right, I thought he was useless after Naruto got a little mad and just shouted Kabuto off the, the fucking bridge. Yeah. <laughs> the beginning of Shippuden. Yep. Uh, no, I was but, like, yeah, he, Kabuto's done, bro. Yeah, no, right, literally. But, like, the, the idea of, like, the lack of identity being what, like, drove him was, was really neat, to me at least. Yeah. Cool. For sure. And also, the other thing I would say about uh, Madara versus Itachi mm -hmm. is that it also just doesn't make too much sense because Madara's full-body Susano could literally just wear Itachi's Susano like a shoe. Yeah, yeah, oh, so. exactly, exactly. Like, <laughs> he would be like, okay, let me cut that Susano in half. Like, we're gonna right. we're gonna just get rid of that real quick. Right, I just had to bring that up just to, oh, yeah. to clarify. Um, if uh, Itachi at peak, and we'll give him Eternal Mangekyo, mm -hmm. did a Fusion Ha with Shisui, could they do it? Wow. That is, uh, I was not expecting that. Uh, or, I don't, or I don't if you think, think it would so. Be, if you think it would give them better odds, both of them at their peaks with Eternal Mangekyo against Madara. I think if it was individually, they would probably get waxed. No, 2v1. Uh, Nanami and uh, Itadori versus oh, Mahito. I'm, I'm, like, individually not fused, my bad. Yeah, okay, okay, but fused, do you think they would have but, a chance? I don't know, cause it's like if you're <laughs> if you're talking about the fusion dance, yeah. it really just uh, it really just depends how much you wink the fusion dance. No, no, they're gonna nail it, bro. They got they got Sharingan. They're they're not gonna miss a beat. Uh, I don't know. Like maybe, like Goku and Vegeta go from like not being able to mess up Broly at all to like waxing him they completely. Did breaks off of Broly. And so I mean, so I mean, like maybe. Yeah, that's a, that's fair. And um, if they fused, maybe they get, like, a candy cane red and green Susano <laughs> thing or something. Yeah, it would be Christmas-themed. It would be great. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Well, um, 
before we continue down like the Naruto rabbit hole and everything, because we could do that forever. Uh, right. is, there, is there anything else to draw this back to Lee and Gara that you want to highlight, or anything with that Man, scene specifically, or anything? I, I can't believe we went from Rock Lee and Gara to Madara versus Itachi and Chisui yeah. fusion. Come on, right? Like we've we've come so far. I know, but that's the beauty of like this style of podcast. We can kind of drone <laughs> yeah. on about whatever. That is pretty crazy. I didn't think about it until just now, but that's wacky. But, but uh, it's all good content. But, yeah, for sure. But back to the Rock Lee versus Gara fight. Uh, Great fight with the choreography, uh, great character moments, mm -hmm. uh, great just actual like fight moments in general. Uh, mm -hmm. I'm trying to, I feel like there was something else that I was going to say, but I can't really remember it. So that's fine. Well, if it comes back to you, you know, just oh. say, oh, go uh, for it. I think it's just, I think it's just a, a good fight, but it's also a, a good fight that just makes you think. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Uh, whereas it, it is very entertaining, it, and it, like, you can all, not lose the message because of the entertainment of it, but, like, it's easy to just, like, turn your brain off and be like, wow, cool fight, but, like, when you then, right. like, think about, like, the character growth and the importance of it in both of their, you know, characters, like, yeah. the, when you scale out, it's even better, you know? For sure. Oh, and the other thing I'd also say is it's very inspired. I agree. Until, you, until you get... Uh, unle well, maybe that was just a me thing. Until you get after that fight it becomes a little <laughs> bit less inspiring but in the moment it's super crazy yeah and lee's flashbacks in it when he's training oh, yeah. and everything oh, so dude good. i'm not gonna i'm not gonna lie when he's when he's at the post talking to guy about he's like i used to think i could do it but now i'm, I'm really I'm not, not so, so sure, sure. i said so I'm, I'm not gonna lie bro whenever i see that scene i shed a tear oh, yeah. legitimately so um, sad a nameless friend of the show, I uh, got to watch that scene back at OU, and he, he cried as well. And I'm like, yes, dude, you get it. Like, it's it's good, bro. Right. Uh, that's I, awesome. My friend who taught me the uh, Fireball Jutsu hand signs, uh, he said that the only two moments in that show that made him cry were the end of the pain arc when Naruto returns to the village uh, mm -hmm. and the final gate opening. Oh, okay. Yeah, for sure. Those are great moments. Yeah. Especially um, uh, the second one with the character that comes along with it. Yep. Because it, it, it's not something that you necessarily, like, knew was going to happen, but it it was always something that it's like, I wonder if that, like, is ever going to be a thing that we get to see. Right. And it's like, oh, oh, it's happening. You know what's really, really funny about that? Uh, the yeah. manga was still coming out when I was in college, and my freshman year uh, was, like, the war. And, uh... Uh, like when the the manga was coming out and um, right. a buddy of mine was like bro no one can stop this guy like there's just nothing they can do anymore and I was like really what about when the gate user shows up and he's like bro shut up and then a week later he was like bro what do you know and I was like what do you mean Man. and then like that was all coming out and I was like fuck I, I didn't mean it that's wacky yeah it was, it was pretty funny but I also used to that think that Orochimaru was the strongest character in the series bro I mean, he was for a good minute. Oh, yeah. And, like, he's definitely one of the, like, bigger bad guys, but, like, not... Like, in the grand scheme of, like, bro, like, he, Itachi looked at him and he, like, completely right. froze up, bro. Like, Yeah, Ro Orochimaru was Naruto's uh, baby's first villain. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was, he, was, he was the big contender for the original series, and then stuff got even wackier from there. Yeah. And the villains in Shippuden also, like, so good. So, so good. Yeah, it's great characters for sure. Agreed. 
Well, we're already at over an hour, so I don't want to like continue oh my going. God. And I know, dude. Half of the runtime was dedicated to Naruto. <laughs> That's okay, man. I am not upset by that at all. And you know, I feel like anyone who's still listening will get where we're coming from with uh, wanting to right. focus those things. But so that we don't, you know, take up too much of your night, and you know, we're getting a little late. Uh, uh, don't worry, I'm not going anywhere. I appreciate that. And, like, you know, we're having good conversation. That's that's another thing. People, before they come on, will always ask, like, oh, what do you want for, like, the length of your show? Like, honestly, like, just a natural conclusion of the conversation. Like, I don't want to, you know, like, force it to be so long or so short, you know? Right. But so, no, this is... The fact that we're still able to get, get like, a conversation out of it is, like, what we're doing. Yeah. Yeah, it's going well. Yeah. But, you know, to uh, get to our last clip of the evening and everything, uh, we talked a little bit about Avatar The Last Airbender. And um, like I said at the beginning of this, and this is something that I'll, I'll stand by, and I know that, you know, you, you likely agree with me still. Uh, Avatar, to me, is, like, the best, like, Western cartoon. Like, it's it's really, really good. And, you know, there are different things you can take from different shows. Like, I, in my little clips here on the side, there is an Adventure Time thing, and, like, <laughs> I... I would understand if that was someone's, like, goat show, but, like, a- Avatar is just different, bro. Yeah, man, and, I mean, that was that was airing back on, like, what, Nickelodeon? Yeah, bro. I would watch that shit in, like, middle school. <laughs> yeah. It's a good show. There's some good Western uh, cartoons for sure, like you were saying. Uh, yeah. This, Ad- Adventure Time's good. Can't think of any others, uh, like, right Samurai now. Jack? But, yeah, Samurai Jack is super good. There, uh, It's sequel. I watched that. The my newest brother, season? Like, yeah, like, literally, like, um, in March. Yeah. That the was da- super the good. The Aku, bro. Yeah. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of good stuff, but Avatar's pretty, pretty amazing. Yeah. Um, I had another point that I was gonna bring. Oh, um, if you've watched, uh, the original Teen Titans, that's also up there for me. Oh, OG Teen Titans was goaded, and then they made so a new, se- good, a new yeah. series, and yeah. that, that was, uh, that was, a uh, no. <laughs> Uh, I'd rather not talk about that. I'll defend it in the lightest way possible. It's a totally different series designed for a totally different audience and everything. It's and, designed and there it's are designed some for things like, that are silly and fun, but like it's not the like yeah. depth and complexity of OG Teen Titans. It's designed for a, a way younger audience. And yeah, that's what they were aiming for, and they succeeded in that, and that's yeah. perfectly fine. Compl- couldn't agree more with that. Um, I definitely loved, like, the narrativization of the old-school Teen Titans a lot. I think that that is something that, like, keeps Teen Titans go from being, like, that, like, like, real, like, I don't want to say from being good, but, you know. <laughs> like, the, like, the, the ability to, like, continue that structure of a story is, like, the Slade arcs, um, Raven's character growth. Do you remember the, uh, horror, like, in the, uh, Titans Tower episode? of OG Teen Titans when, like, the power went out and, like, there was all of, like, the darkness around them and all that? Uh, I think I remember that. Ooh, that was a good oh, one, bro. Man, one of the, scene, one of the scenes we should have included was the... Does it, does it matter if I talk about this? No, go right ahead. Um, we also, like, closer to the end, usually we'll say, like, are there any other recommendations? So shoot that recommendation out, my friend. Okay, uh... The one scene, a really good scene, and I'm sure there's there's a lot of good scenes in that oh, yeah, show, yeah. but uh, the one I think about that you were talking about, and that has, like, that kind of horror vibe, mm-hmm. is after they defeat Slade, mm-hmm. but, like, Robin's, like, still, like, he has, like, PTSD about yeah, him. Yeah, and he's getting his and ass beat by and, ghosts, and, and he's just freaking out, and, like, as he's getting his ass beat, he's, like, shades flickering in and out with, like, the light mm-hmm. and stuff. That's, that's like, a crazy scene for yeah. sure. 
Yeah. No, the way that Slade did Robin in that show was, like, like incredible antagonism. Uh, For sure. Beast Boy was always my favorite Teen Titan. How about you? Interesting. Uh, I thought my... Well, I'm probably going to be pretty vanilla, but I don't know. I liked Robin the most. Oh, yeah. No, Robin was definitely, like... There, there's nothing wrong with him being your favorite Teen Titan. I just felt like Beast Boy gave me the most entertainment value. Oh, yeah. He, uh, he, ha he has uh, cool moments and fights and stuff. And I liked uh, dope ability, bro. For sure, Robin. Uh, I don't. know. It was cool to see him like use all of his gadgets, and he's yeah. kind of like. I mean, he's literally like Batman's yeah, sidekick that shows or whatever. Batman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, obviously, he's gonna imitate him to some degree, and just like seeing like him use the gadgets and all that stuff was always cool. So, mm -hmm. and yeah, and he's Go a good ahead. character. So yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they they definitely like not like put extreme emphasis on Robin, but like I I feel like he did get the most like. Uh, like, the Slade stuff is the perfect example of, like, Robin, like, taking center stage on some of the bigger arcs, you know what I mean? Right. Because, like, I mean, there were there were other good ones that were pretty popular, like uh, Starfire's sister. That that really uh, showed Starfire really well, if you remember. I can't remember her yeah, name. Yeah, Blackfire? But... Yes, bro. That was such a good one. Um, I also thought that uh, my favorite and what made, maybe this is what made me, like, a Beast Boy guy. Do you remember Terra? I do, bro. That was that shit was good, bro. Because she, she was like the telekinesis, right? Mm-hmm. And the one that yeah. like it was sort of, again sort of a pawn type character. Right. Yeah. They all the all the characters have like their own like struggle to deal with. Like oh, you yeah. were saying, uh, Robin has Slade. Uh, what's uh, God, what's the what's the the witch's name? Raven. Yeah, Raven has, like, her father, yeah, Tri right. Trigon, or whatever his name is. Yeah. Cyborg, I, I think Cyborg has, like, the weakest of them all, which kind of yeah, kind of sucks. But, I yeah, mean, somebody has, somebody has to be the weakest. He had that, like, red Cyborg dude, Yeah. if you remember The him. virus or whatever? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, Beast Boy had Terra, mm -hmm. and Starfire had uh, Blackfire. Yeah. She no, might have I... had somebody else, too, but I don't remember, so. No, Starfire definitely had, like, a handful of, like, like like not smaller because like obviously they're all like relevant in their own way but like she definitely had like uh less like long running ones if that makes sense yeah yeah hers hers were definitely shorter yeah nah dude but i actually i really liked a lot of the characters in that show also um was yeah that show was lit was that the show that got hi hi puffy amiyumi on the on the air <laughs> what is that bro? you don't know hi hi puffy amiyumi bro no man, what is oh, that? I'm pretty sure it was. Uh, this, this might be a fever dream now that I'm thinking about it. Uh, it was like a show about two like uh, rock stars, and they were. I'm pretty sure it was just the people that made the Teen Titans theme song, like having a show. Oh, okay. Uh, I I don't remember it exactly, but yeah. they're like a band. Yeah. Oh, okay. But no, it was I don't cool. think I. I, I right. never like got super far into it, but. Hmm. But yeah, I thought it was like another show or something. It might have. Uh, no, it was a show, but like. Oh, okay. But it was a show about the lives of those people. I, I again, this might be a fever dream. I might be misremembering it. I don't know, but like, I remember right. that show, and I remember being like, "Wait a minute," because I'm I'm pretty sure that they played that song at one point. Uh, right. I I could be misremembering. I'll have to do more research after this podcast, but uh, I'll sure. I'll I'll text you a link to Hi Hi Puffy Amiyumi once we're out of here. Sounds good. All right, but. To get to the final clip, Avatar The Last Airbender, as we were. Um, yeah. 
Do you want to talk about like what this scene is, its importance in the plot, all that good stuff? Uh, I will do my best. It's been two years since I've seen this. Yeah. But I, but I will try. You don't have to tell the whole story, but who are the right, characters? Okay. Why is this fight happening? All that. Okay, well, this is, like, the final showdown between uh, Zuko and his sister, Azula. And uh, the the show constantly talks about, like, how much better Azula is than Zuko, and that, like, Zuko's, like, a failure and whatever. And Zuko's been on that grind, and he's, <laughs> and he's, been, getting, <laughs> and he's been getting better, and he finally... Uh, he finally finds her, and they and they duel it out in their Agna Kai or whatever their like official name for the one v ones they do, the mm -hmm. Fire Nation. Mm -hmm. I forget, but uh, yeah, it's a big it's a big character moment for yeah. both of them for sure. Yeah, and I think that you know all of the characters involved in this are incredibly complex, but Zuko's arc specifically is like, uh, oh god, um, this is hard to say. I think Zuko's, Zuko's arc might be character. the best written character in Avatar. I don't think I, I don't think it's crazy to say that. Good, good. Um, well, for the people listening along, again, I'm going to go ahead and pause this so that you all can go ahead and you know watch the clip and everything. Thank you again for hanging out. You know we are running a little long with this one, but you know it's good media, it's good content. Hayd's a great guest. We're gonna we're gonna pause and be right back. Thanks, bro. Of course. All right, and welcome back to the podcast. Um, I love this clip. I love this show. Um, Zuko, like I said, is probably my, like, favorite. Well, this is this is the one that I wanted to bring up also, and it's not Iroh, believe it or not. Though uh, <laughs> Iroh, I think, is, like, so good. Iroh is such a good character. Um, okay. Definitely. Who do you think is the most powerful non-Avatar, and why is she an Earthbender? Bro? What? Wait, wait, give me that question again. Who is the strongest non-Avatar, and why is she an Earthbender? Oh, the strongest non-Avatar? Yeah, bro. Who do you think would... If you take all of the Avatars out of the fights, and maybe not Fire Lord Ozai... Oh, I am, bro, I am so dumb. I don't know why. the strongest Avatar? When, when, when you said that, I, I thought you were saying, who is the strongest non-bender, like and oh. why is he an Earthbender? And I was like, bro, what? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I could have phrased that better. My apologies. No, it's okay. I just like wasn't paying enough attention. Do you agree but, with that uh, leading question? With, with Toph? Yeah. Uh, Toph is definitely a G. My question, my answer for, like, non-bender was gonna be that ninja lady that likes, uh, that likes Katara's brother. Oh, but, yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. A, a bender, uh, Toph is definitely pretty crazy. Would, would you put her strongest non-avatar? Um. A again, maybe not against Fire Lord Ozai when the comet's inbound, but... Yeah, that's, that's a lot of that's a lot of asterisks to set her up for. You know at, what I mean? At the very least, she's definitely like up there. She ba she literally has like rock ultra instinct. So yeah, I mean, just to, and, like able to feel the movements and everything yeah, you, around her, bro. Like, you could you could definitely say that. Yeah, yeah. Toph is she's she's tough, bro. Um, for the longest, I used to say Toph, bro. I used I I was I was wrong. <laughs> Tofu, my favorite man, Avatar character. Man. But yeah, no, uh, I really enjoyed all four of the clips that we've discussed. Uh, yeah. You know, obviously we're going to go into further discussion of that, but thank you for all of the content that you've shared. Um, you know, uh, 
Here, we'll 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 segue into a little bit of the hater stuff. Uh, oh man, we we talk a lot of trash on Hayden for being a hater, but it's mostly just a meme, and I want him to know that like we don't actually think he's a hater. He's a good friend of ours, and you know. Uh, Thanks, man. I'm sorry think... if we play that up too much, but uh, you know we'll we'll do that less. It's a it's okay, bro. I believe all of you truly believe that, except for Derek. <laughs> well, we'll get Derek, Derek just... on to address it too. Derek's just after me, bro. He's on you, bro. Just play Overwatch with us sometime, bro. That's all it is. Man, if maybe if it wasn't forty dollars. Yeah, that's fair. Be right? on that train. I'll have you know, I did post on the subreddit to be like, "Hey, my friend wants to play. Does he not have to pay forty dollars?" And they're like, "Yes, pay forty dollars." <laughs> and I was like, "Fuck." Man. But yeah. Did they actually respond? Yeah, but they they said like, "Well, if he gets it, he gets Overwatch too and a bunch of stuff." And I'm oh there. my and I was god. Like, that's not two, my question, bro. Two new characters and fifty in-store credit coins. Wow. Man. And, like, you know, it is what it is with, like, Overwatch stuff. But, like, I was like, hey, but, like, can my friend just play now the game that, like, we all play? And they're like, yeah, well, <laughs> he buys the next one. And I'm like, okay. But anyway, Unbelievable, bro. I, I know, absolutely. But but anyway, so, yeah. Uh, to segue back to the Zuko and Katara stuff, uh, I think, or the Zuko and Azula stuff, uh, though Katara obviously also a big part of the scene, uh, what makes this scene stand out to you both in Avatar and in, like, just animation media what made you want to what made you want to choose this clip um i don't know i i think the intensity yeah. it, uh, obviously all of these scenes that we've went through uh they're very character based yeah uh but this one even just besides like the character the the, the choreography is so cool the colors mm. are awesome yeah the Blue expressions yeah, the expression, seeing how uh, Azula reacts when she's like, "Oh, like I can't just like boss up on him anymore." Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, it, like he's actually like an issue. This like, is it's a all, fight now. Yeah, it's all super. Uh, it's all super good. But th the other thing that I think makes this fight really good is that it's not like a. It's not super uh, sound like sound based it's just you're just watching the fight yeah with the music playing in the background and but it's not like the it, point of the, emphasis? yeah but the sound isn't like uh it's like droned out you can hear it but it's faint yeah and i think it goes a long way to uh show just like how focused and like and important this is for like both of them mm -hmm. that they just like don't even like they're not even paying attention to anything else it's like just a straight like fight yeah no absolutely. and I, th I think that's really cool yeah, um, in a lot of ways, it parallels a lot of other, like, great fights that occur. Um, yeah. I, I would say that, like, the intensity and emotion of it, uh, maybe not the emotion of it, but, like, the intensity of, like, no, this fight is what we need and this is what's going to happen and we're going to duke it out till it's over uh, is very uh, Final Waterfall-y, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, obviously, again, different media, different uh, set of circumstances, but, you know. It, it it rings true of both of those fights in that way. You know what I mean? Right. And I don't I don't think uh obviously like the droning of the sound and stuff, that was just like one point. Uh yeah, yeah. Other other shows definitely mess with sound. Like with like uh with fights and stuff. Yeah. Like an example of this, like Naruto, like at the end of the fight there's uh or I guess most of the fight mm -hmm. between Naruto and Sasuke, there's no music. They're just like they're just throwing hands. Yeah. And uh you can, but you can still clearly hear the sound, and in this one there is music, but it's not like overwhelming. Mm -hmm. But you also can barely like hear the sound. Yeah, the the and cracking I, of flames is almost as as loud and uh, point of focus as the music itself. I would say. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, but great scene in general. Um, 
do you have other than that like a favorite avatar moment favorite avatar moment yeah like the show not like specifically to like ang um, i'm thinking secret tunnel uh <laughs> mm. Mm? i don't know yeah there are a lot of good ones to choose from honestly yeah it's hard to it's hard to say uh, the one character turning into the moon was really good. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. A really good scene from that show is mm -hmm. when, uh, the fish, the fish dies from, like, the yin-yang, mm -hmm. uh, pond. Mm -hmm. And, like, and the Aang, like, freaks out and, yeah. like, starts destroying everybody. It's, like, the giant tsunami monster. Yeah, bro. And, and the world, like, loses its color and stuff. That was a super cool scene. Yeah. Uh, I also love when they do any, like, color washes like that. Uh, to bring it back to other Western media, uh, Samurai Jack, when he fought the ninja, and it was, like, all black and white. Yeah. Uh, yeah, being able to experiment with, like, lighting and, like, things like that is really cool to me. Yeah, Jack is a really unique, uh, it's, like, stylized show. Oh, yeah. Very good one for me, too, though. Um, that, that, that show definitely could have, uh... One of its clips definitely could have made it its way in here if I, like, thought about it. The Scotsman? Man. Miguelte groans. <laughs> uh, here. But then, uh, point of, point of criticism for Samurai Jack, even, and this is in good faith, because you know I love Samurai Jack. Uh, you remember mm -hmm. the Guardian? Like, the Portal Guardian? Yeah, he was the blue dude, right? Yeah, what happened to him, bro? Man, I think, uh, I think he got murked. I'm pretty sure in the, in the sequel show, it... Samurai Jack, like, walks past that area, and it shows, like, his glasses, like, all crushed and stuff Bro, on the floor. Oh, but let me see that. I want to see what... Because he, like... Like, okay, uh, up to that point, Jack sort of, like... I mean, Jack, like, definitely didn't, like, dunk on everyone that he fought, because, like, you know, you... Like, I also think that was part of the point, was that, like, other, like... Like, the Scotsmen and uh, the, the Blind Archers and uh, who were some of the other, like, villains up to that point? Right, like, Jack is the only G. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are other right. incredibly powerful beings. But, like, the Guardian kind of, like, fucked him up, dude. Like, Yeah, he, uh, he, he kind of got destroyed, bro. That was, like, the first time that I was like, oh, Jack just isn't, like, ready for yeah. this fight, bro. Like, Jack was like, I need to get to that portal. And, and bro was like, no, man. No, like, that's okay. You're, you're garbage. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, but then they but then they them. foreshadowed like oh but this person will be able to get through the portal and it was Jack in the future and then like that right. like that never happened bro like come on uh, yeah that would have been a cool scene if he was I'm like still there, there and and Jack just like completely just threw some hands yep and he would have been like I have returned more powerful but you know right yeah that definitely would have been a, a good scene for sure yeah love Samurai Jack though I'm not I'm not trying to take away from it by any means go to show yeah. Um, yeah, cool. Well, uh, is there anything else on the Zuko fight that you want to go over real quick or anything? Um, nah, I think it's a, it's a great fight, but I mean, a, a lot of these are, uh, oh, yeah. similar in that aspect, I guess. But, uh, it's great fight, great choreography, good um, music, like, all, all that stuff. Anything else on Avatar? Avatar? Uh, goaded show, and you should watch it. I agree. Yeah, no, um... I think that, uh, personally, if I was to, like, because I feel like cartoons and, like, a lot of, like, TV in general, like, uh, especially when being consumed by, like, a younger audience is meant to, like, and, and we'll get into a larger conversation with this as well, is meant to, like, show a lot of, like, qualities that you were supposed to find, like, 
uh, amicable, or not amicable, um, like, aspirational, like, something that you should, like, oh, this is, like, something that you should, like, grow to be, or, like, you should find inspiration in these things, you know what I mean? And I feel yeah. like Avatar and, like, shows like it are very much good at uh, that style of media. Yeah, for sure. Cool. Well, if there's nothing else on Avatar, is there? Uh, no, I don't think so. Cool. Then let's take a step back and we'll we'll segue into like the last little bit that we're going to talk about and everything. Uh, what makes like these scenes like not necessarily tie them together with a message, but like what makes them each appeal to you in the sense that like there is a bit of a pattern with them, or like is there something that you like take from each of them on a on a grander scale? Okay. Well, uh, the similarities that I can see on like a base level, or that I've noticed, uh, is that most or all of them are uh, great fights. Yeah. Uh, they have great characters involved mm -hmm. that uh, show progression or like changes stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, they all got really good music. Mm-hmm. Uh, the animation and art style is top notch, or I, not Invaders case. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, even just like the like the set design and the costume. Yeah, looks, they still they still create a world. Looks great, right? Uh, I guess it's just like the, a combination of like all those elements and and probably even more. Uh, yeah, lead up to scenes that I really enjoy. So uh, it sounds like in each of these scenes, the character growth is really important to you. Yeah, I, I guess a lot of it revolves around uh, like good. Uh, good deep characters yeah um what do you think makes for that uh in you know not necessarily in the individual like you don't have to tell me what makes like lee's character growth and invincible's character growth and all that good but like what is to you a mark of like good character growth that is an interesting question because like here, here I'll, I'll give mine and then you just so that you have time to think about it and everything okay um I love, like, the conflict of, like, uh, between the original ideals and what the character then stands for through, like, be it uh, the understanding of larger forces at play. You know, Zuko always had a bit of, uh, you know, obviously he was presented as, like, the villain and everything, but, like, he always, going back to the burn on his eye and everything, had, like, more to him than just no i aspire for power all the time everywhere always and will sacrifice anything for it you know what i mean right uh but like it wasn't until the events of the show that he was able to like self-actualize in that way does that make sense yeah so um, for me that makes good character growth okay uh the ability to, your, to reflect Right. Was your question what makes uh, these characters good, or was it character growth specifically? Uh, what leads to a good character arc? Mm. Yeah, I, I guess just like... I, I guess just like a uh, real, like, meaningful, realistic change, I guess. Or reflection, like you said, that's a good way to put it. Yeah. Uh... I think characters that, uh, you know, however you, like, shape them, like, Vader's just, like, literally just super evil, but I mean, yeah. like, there's a reason for it. Yeah. Uh, Rock Lee, I don't, he's, uh, he's not the same. Yeah, no, I guess it's, like, dynamic in a way, but... Lee, Lee's unique in the sense that he doesn't need to be a shinobi, but he just wants to. Yeah. I, I also <laughs> think that Lee's, um, impact on the show, like, he's almost a catalyst in a lot of ways, you know? Like, mm -hmm. for example, like, you brought up Gara's character growth through the fight and everything being big. 
Um, right. And Lee is very much the driving force of that, you know? Yeah, because, uh, I don't know, a, a lot of the scenes, I think, uh, I think having great and, like, meaningful characters just make scenes so much better. Like, cool fights are, like, open all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if, you, like, if you watch a really good basketball game, you're like, yeah, that was a, that was really entertaining. It was mm -hmm. fun to watch. Yeah. But it's like, if you think about it, it's like, you know, uh, if you know the if you know the people in that game, like Michael Jordan and like mm -hmm. the struggle he went through, and he was mm -hmm. like really wanted to get a ring and all that stuff, and the, mm -hmm. the people he's going up against, I think it just makes it that much more like meaningful and yeah. interesting to watch. So you uh, really appreciate the totality of the narrative and stuff. Um, I guess you could say that. That makes sense. All right, so then here I'll, I'll give you a, I'll give you another uh, one to to help you beat the hater allegations. Okay. Who's your favorite Demon Slayer character? Oh, my God. Is none an answer? Oh, my God, he hates it. Oh, <laughs> uh, Demon... The favorite Demon Slayer character? Man, yeah. uh... I, well, I mean, it's, it's gonna... It's no, I'm just kidding. It's, man, it's gonna sound super vanilla, because it's probably everybody's favorite nope. characters. But probably, uh... Probably Ren Goku. Good answer. I respect that. Um... I would say probably the same. Uh, I think Akaz is, is a good character. Yeah, he's a he, again it shows as good as antagonists, and I think that he's the most three dimensional of the antagonists in the show. You know, obviously, you know we can have outside conversations about that, but like, I, I think that Akaza is definitely of the bad guys, the one that they give the most. Well, right. I don't know, Upper Moon One is pretty cool too, without too many spoilers. But like, yeah, no, Akaza Akaza is really yeah. Good. I, I think Rengoku's backstory, mm -hmm. in like, it, even even though like we see his backstory and like yeah, what's going on, there's still like the way he acts yeah is, is cool. I li I like his character. For yeah, he's that. a he's a big he, guy for perseverance. It, yeah, and he's also and he's also just like a cool character. Yeah, I like his design a lot. Beyond that, too. yeah, he has a cool design too. That's that's one thing that I will actually give Demon Slayer is like I love a lot of the character designs in that show. But you know that's yeah, the characters look good. Yeah. The I I'm not bash, bashing the visuals at all. The visuals. No, no, I get it. Great. I get it. Um, the, I I just had to throw that one in there because of our conversations outside of here. Yeah, for sure. Somehow Derek will hear about this and uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll get something about he'll, it. So. He'll find a way to he'll he'll clip it so that he just gets an M and an I and a D <laughs> in your conversations and be like, see, he said yeah. mid, bro. Yeah. Well, I'll I'll be waiting for that. Yeah. No. Expect it like soon. No, I'm kidding. Uh. But yeah, man, uh, so then I guess the last question that I usually tend to throw out is, like, in general, what makes media good to you? Like, that could be music, that could be movies and TV. What makes something that is, like, impactful and good to you? I, I've, like I was saying before, I feel like it's a, it's a mix of a lot of things. Yeah. But I guess the, the main thing would be is that... Uh, just like emotions and stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just like, just like emotional appeal, but not for like the sake of it. Mm -hmm. But if you can, but if you can like use uh, the pieces that you have, like characters and like song and choreography and all that stuff, if you can like truly make people feel like different emotions and do it well, I think uh, I think that's uh, a good thing for sure. Yeah, I would totally agree with that. Um... In general, I think that, yeah, uh, something that, like, goes from good to great when you get an emotional investment in it and everything. Um, right. Well, again, you know, I really appreciate you coming on, dude. Uh, you, you have great opinions on media, regardless of what Derek's going to say about it. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> Thanks, man. I tried, my, uh, I tried my best to keep it 
simple. Yeah, dude. I appreciate you coming on. And, you know, it's it's getting a bit late and everything, so I won't hold you too, too long. But love you. Glad you're on the show. You're welcome anytime, buddy. Okay? Thanks, man. I appreciate you having me on here. Yeah, literally anytime. Uh, Also, before we go and everything, I like to give you the last word. Is there any other show or movie or media that you want to recommend to people to check out? Do you have anything that you want to plug? Do you want, you know, any anything at all is, is pretty much... The floor is yours, is what I'm trying to say. Hmm. Uh... Watch Dragon Ball. Oh, my... Which one? <laughs> Dragon Ball, um, Dragon Ball Z, Dragon Ball Kai, Dragon Ball Super, Dragon Ball GT. Man, uh... Kai's... Yeah, Kai's fine. Yeah, that was a good you one. You just gotta watch Dragon Ball, man. Man. Because uh, everybody hates on it. Oh my god, we do not hate on Dragon Ball. It's just that Saitama <laughs> would beat Goku in a fight. But no, I'm kidding. We're not going to go no. on for another hour and a half. But If you want extra content for your stream, that's how you get it. Yeah, bro, we'll make a bonus episode where we just argue about who's tougher for, for an yeah. hour. Right. Alright, man. Well, I'm going to go ahead and stop the recording in just a second. Uh, you know, you're welcome to hang out in Discord or you can you know go to bed. It's you know getting late here, like I said. But, I might uh, play a little Rocket League. Yeah, bro, do your thing. Uh, but again, I appreciate you hopping on. Uh, you know, uh, you didn't, but I'm going to plug. Hayden is also an incredible artist. Uh, really good at drawing, really good at coloring, anything like that. I'm going to make the episode cover some of his stuff. So, you know, if you end up being interested in, like, checking more of his stuff out, you know, we'll we'll figure something out with that. But, you know, Thanks, man. whatever you're comfortable with sharing, of course. But Yeah, for sure. But again, you know, I appreciate you coming on, man. Uh, you know, like I said, come on anytime you want, okay? Yeah, dude, for sure. Sounds good. Thanks, bud. And to everyone tuning in, thank you again. You know, like I said, this is a bit longer running episode, but that's okay. You know, we're going for a natural conclusion. We're not we're not trying to force quotas or anything. So uh, we'll be back soon. Uh, I'm hoping to interview a couple of other people coming up. But, you know, this is this has been great, Hayde, and thank you again. Yeah. Yep. Thanks, dude. Of course. See you Take later, care. fellas.